thousand generations of Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. Tell me where the Jedi is, or this man and his family die! I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. The time of the Jedi is over. My father didn't fight in the wars, he was a navigator on a spice freight. That's what your uncle told me. He didn't hold with your father's ideals. Thought I want you to stay away from him. I'm asking you to leave us alone, Ben. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. The fight is done. We lost. You're looking for somebody else. What are you doing here, Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. My name is Ben. You've made mistakes. We all did. It's the past. Move on. Be done with it. You couldn't save Anakin, but you can save her. And what if I can't? There is no one I trust more with my child than you. Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of Show Me One Kenobi, our Obi-Wan Kenobi retrospective on Bessel Mever and Talking to Mickey. I'm Jedi Master Ethan. Does that make me your patty one? Ian? I don't, I don't I, know. I have a I bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm... The, I'll, Hans... Cards on the table. I'm so excited about this. Like, I'm going to try and be as unbiased as I can. Mm. But this is out of all the shows we've we've covered or we plan to cover. This is the one that I've been the most uh, the most anticipated. I think I'm. I was very worried going into this. Mm. I've made no qualms. No, no, no qualm gone gins that doesn't make sense uh but i've got i've made no qualms about the fact that uh, obi-wan kenobi has always been my favorite character all the way from mm-hmm. sir alec guinness and then he, especially more so you mcgregor is the only good thing consistently in the prequels that's that's my opinion and i'm like i'm so happy for you and mcgregor because i know he wanted this so much and i was really excited and then i thought oh what if what what if they ruin him what if they ruin this and uh, so I'm going in as the casual, similar to most yeah. situations where, where you take the lead and I'm, I'm, I'm in the number two chair, um, feeling, oh, I don't know if I'm cautiously optimistic or excitedly negative. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally apprehensive. I'm, I'm, po- let's answer. put it this way. I'm, tr- I want to feel positive, but I'm feeling the lure of the dark side on this one. Oh, <laughs> oh no, this is, this is going to be a divisive one. I can't wait. Well, I, I was before going in. I'll, 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 I'll uh, talk about my feelings as we go through. But yeah, no, uh, if you've listened to any of our best from ever stuff, I, we love Star Wars. I love Star Wars a lot. I've got a massive show for Star Wars things behind me. Um, and I, I never expected this to happen. I was I was a child of the prequels. I grew up with that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor was my was my Obi Wan for a long time, especially with the Clone Wars, which is just Ewan McGregor's face in animated form. So even when Disney bought Lucasfilm, I never thought this would happen. I never thought Mando would happen. So this is mm. like this was this was a big a big big thing. After Solo failed to impress. I guess I'll say when it fell short of expectations, whether that's financially or whether that's critically or both. um, I was worried because originally the the, the scuttlebutt, hey, Hermes, was that uh, this was supposed to be a film, a standalone film. And then it was like, ooh, they might get rid of it because Solo isn't doing what they need it to do. And so this feels like the right kind of property that should be 
on Disney Plus. And I do wonder if Disney Plus had been around a little bit earlier, if maybe they would have gone this way with all the, um, I don't know what the term is for non- uh, big Star Wars. <laughs> I think I'm, I think it's anthology. Okay, for for all yeah. anthology films to make them yeah. all anthology series instead. Um, yeah, I don't know what would have changed. It would have meant I didn't have to go to to, to Lynn at midnight to watch Rogue One. Jeez, I still stand by the opinion. I think uh, the sequel trilogy was basically like an afterthought. I think now that the sequel trilogy is over, uh, Lucasfilm get to do uh, create more stories that they wanted to because there seems to be a lot more passion and thought uh and look at how optimistic you are (laughs) no i will say this i i know i i know i think it's because i've seen more people uh more like lucas from people talk about this than they have the trilogy and i think it's also because yeah, when you get a Star Wars, you're, everyone's like, "You're gonna make a new Star Wars trilogy," but and you need you need to get that out of the way, and now you can do whatever you want. Um, even though I'm okay with the sequels, but there's definitely a uh, from what I've seen, there's no, definitely I'm a hundred percent with push. you. I mean that, that sequel trilogy. I mean, uh, you, you won't bring it up now, but like Ryan Johnson and the Last Jedi. Oh, uh, so dreadful, so terrible, and and there needs to we need to rethink this before we let it in the hands of isn't isn't he signed up to do a trilogy? Oh my god! I love I love the last the last Jedi is like tied with a new hope is my favorite Star Wars, and that is wow. that's my no 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 I, again it's not even as a fit it's a Star Wars thing because. The, uh, the reasons I love Star Wars is different to the reason that other people would love Star Wars because I I love the whole universe. My my Star Wars was isn't just movies; it's uh, the TV shows, yeah, the animated yeah, shows, yeah. the games, the books. So yeah, you're right there for me. Yeah, that that's my appreciation is for for a different level, and I think I'll we'll, we'll get into that more as we go into this show. And I think this is a good way to jump into this show because we can then talk about more of the. Lucasy film stuff. Well, I just want to make my joke yeah. that I've got knives out for Ryan Johnson. But now that I've uh, done that, we can we can move <laughs> on. A donut hole inside of a donut hole. But yeah, if you're watching this one when you click play, uh, you get a, a, a like a four minute recap about the prequels because depending who you might not have seen, you might not have seen them for a long while. Or you mean you watched them like the day before? Wow. Uh, I did. I must admit, the, the the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy, seems a lot better when you condense it into a four minute thing. If you ignore yeah. Anakin's rapid aging and de aging as he jumps <laughs> between episode two and episode three throughout, but that was my one my one uh, criticism of it. But you know what? I I haven't seen anything prequely in a long time, and mm. uh, I was there was some nostalgia there. There was some yeah. even for. Even for some of the more cringy moments, they made it. Man, never forget the the the, the glory of a of a J cut and an L cut to save us from some of Hayden Christensen's acting. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, but after that, uh, we open on Jedi Temple, and it's all peaceful, and it's this nice sweeping shot. And you've got younglings training, and there's a Jedi master teaching them, and they got the little helmets on. And then the camera shakes to ship because it's Order 66, which is like the seventh time that we've seen Order 66 in like a year. So it's, okay. it's just, it's a lot. Uh, no, I, I'm fine with that because this is like, this is the big event. There are so many stories that get told from this. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not sure I got this was Order 66. I get you get the clones, you get the. Yeah, I just the, thought, it, oh. I thought this was like some other. <laughs> like, wow. 
rarely brazen of them to go ahead and train this many younglings after <laughs> after after everything's been extinguished. I didn't pick up that it was this was just sixty six from a different perspective. So yeah, whoopsie. They like to show Order 66. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett had it from Grogu's perspective. Uh, the Bad Batch opens with Order 66. The Clone Wars finale is Order 66. It's a, the, the, the video games have an Order 66. Like it's, Wait, this so is I, the big thing. So I got to watch Book of Boba Fett to understand Grogu's whole journey. Why do they call it Book of Boba Fett, not Mandalorian season two and a half? Oh, oh. Don't I've got that same question because like three episodes into Book of Boba Fett, you say, Oh, you want Boba Fett? No, fuck you. We got Mando. Yeah. We have three episodes of the Mandalorian. And I go, oh. uh, and I like Book of Boba Fett. I think it was fun. Um, but I there's a whole episode which is just Luke Skywalker training Grogu, and I go, Where's Boba Fett? Wait, like Mark Mark Hamill. Yeah, they, oh, they do geez. the de-aging thing again, and uh, you get to see Ahsoka, and it's all, oh, it's, isn't it sweet? But where's Boba Fett? Oh, I, I wonder if for casuals, if all of this is going to be too much. Not, And I, might mean, I don't mean just like in Star Wars, because I mean, if you're like me, and you're trying to balance Star Wars, and you're trying to balance Marvel, and you're actually doing other stuff with your life besides <laughs> just watching Disney+. Plus. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that yeah. you're asking me that I got to be on board with if I want to access those tentpole franchise events, a.k.a., you know, the feature films. I've been saying this since February, oh. which is when uh, Mando season three comes out uh, next year, like the beginning of next year. There are going to be a lot of people that go, wait a minute, at the end of Mando season, oh, sorry, spoilers for The Mandalorian, by the way. Um, at the end of Mando season two, didn't Grogu go with Luke Skywalker? Why is he back with The Mandalorian? And then you have to go, oh, we got to watch the six part series, which has nothing to do with The Mandalorian, but technically is to do with The Mandalorian. Uh, and then if you also want to exp understand the, the events, you need to watch Ahsoka and you need to watch that. I'm fine because I'm a Star Wars fan, but there are a lot of people that shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, I, I think that the man, because they've, they've got another series as well coming out called Skeleton Crew, which is about uh, set at the same time, and it's got Jude Law in it. And I go, yeah, cool, sure. I want less Mando era stuff and more other adventurous stuff like this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I get I get my books. I'm not as, uh, but no, all these 56 happens, all the kids are running. And um, I will say we do see a young, a young black Jedi with, with braids. Uh, and I will bring that forward oh. a bit later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Jedi master's teaching uh, the younglings and she's protecting them and uh, she gets shot and killed and they wonder what they're going to do. The Padawans and they say, we run and then we time hop 10 years into the future. So 10 years after Revenge of the Sith uh, to a desert town on Tatooine. And we see people going about their business until a star cruiser lands in the town square. And exiting the cruiser, we meet the Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor, the sixth brother, and Reva, the third sister. Uh, the Inquisitors who first appeared in Star Wars Rebels in like 2015, the animated cartoon series. So this yeah, is I was bringing looking, everything together. I was looking something up and saw that this yeah. is already an established part of the Star Wars lore. Yeah. And I was like, kind of an interesting uh, gimmick. Um, yeah. I wish they had the original actor who played the Grand Inquisitor, right. Jason really? Isaacs. Oh, wait, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Who's that? 
Jason Isaac. Uh, the, he was uh, Malfoy's oh, dad. Oh, hang on, that's Malfoy's dad. That's Lucius yeah. Malfoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he was the voice of the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. Um, to be fair, though, yeah. I thought the guy who played it was really good. As <laughs> somebody that hadn't known I thought he had a presence. Yeah. yeah. I, this, I think he's good. There are a lot of people who are shitting on his design because he doesn't look exactly like he did. It's, it's, it's animated. It's animated. He needs to move around. It's the same thing with, like, yeah. Ahsoku's little mantra. I just... Uh, yeah, artistic I, freedom, I guess. I really liked him. I thought he was a really interesting yeah. character design. I was able to place who he was instantly, yeah. which is important. If you're gonna and help me separate him from the other one, who I actually thought was Benedict Wong, and then I did a <laughs> Google search and found that everybody thinks it's Benedict Wong, but none of us are right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get the sixth brother uh, and Reva, who is played by Moses Ingram, and I don't know if I'd talk about it here or later. Let's do it. Here. Uh, yeah. Moses Ingram uh, is a, a black actress. A uh, she went to, I believe it was Juilliard. It was a it was a prestigious acting school. She hack was in school, hack school. She hack was school. in um, she was in the Queen's Gambit, which was the Netflix show. Uh, she's also in a she was in a movie with Denzel Washington. Who uh, she's that? Done, I've never I know I've never heard of him. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, she's done a load of a load of stuff. She's been nominated. Uh, she was in a movie that was nominated for an Oscar. So she's done a load of stuff. Uh, and I think she's very talented in, in uh, what I've seen her in. Now, some fans, uh, I say fans very loosely because I'm going to be quite honest. If you're a fan, if you're if you're not a fan, if you this have gone out of their way to, and this before the show even aired, uh, to just be racist about the fact that there is a, a black person in is a main character in Star Wars. Uh, they've sent her racist DMs. They've just uh, set, made racist YouTube videos. They've done so many awful things uh, even before the show aired and some of it is some of it is under the guise of criticism some people don't like uh moses ingram's character they don't think that she's performed well uh they they use that as their kind of thing and you you can criticize a character you can criticize whatever um but you don't need to be racist I think. Sorry, I'm, I'm Googling so many things here and everything yeah. I'm searching for says that John Boyega is black. Is he? He is. So I really fail to see why everybody's freaking out about this because we've already had a well-established black character in the Star Wars universe. And so, Mace Windu. And Mace Windu. Mace Windu and, Samuel and, Jackson. and Lando. Uh, oh, and Lady is, Williams. This, what what this is the issue? This isn't, uh, uh, this isn't uh, the first time. Even when John Boyega uh, was first cast, when that trailer, when that first trailer came out and he he, appear, he appears in front of camera and he's in a store, there was so much hate and and boycotting and i'm gonna be quite honest if you're if you you call yourself a star wars fan you do that you're not a star wars fan i would assume this is one of those places where racism and misogyny are overlapping because um i mean billy d make kelly marie tran as well billy d's an absolute legend now is it kelly marie tran is that her name yeah. yeah. Okay. We've already established. I hate Last Jedi, and I yeah. hated Rose. I hated Rose. I didn't hate her because of her ethnicity. I thought the character was stupid, and it distracted a character fit from an actual meaningful plot point. When we do, and we will eventually at some point do the Last Jedi. Time. Oh, I'm gonna crap all over that film. And if, a large part of it is what we fight now. Yeah. Ooh, and a large around. part of it is what they do with 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 rose and uh, both in episode eight and then in episode nine where you go well not a really important thing let's uh I, 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 
And then like the substitution of here's someone we think is a more appropriate romantic partner for you, John Boyega. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? Um, I, what was the, what, 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 the third sister? What's the actress's name again? Uh, Moses Ingram. I think this woman's fantastic. I know. I was I was aware there was criticisms, and I, yeah. Kelly Marie Tran. I heard the criticisms, and I went, "Yeah, I don't like her um, because of the character, not because of anything." This, yeah. so I was like, "I don't know what to do with this." Is the is the criticism founded? Not for a moment. This woman's fantastic. Yeah, this woman has a presence. She has an arc. She has a storyline all her own. I find that in the first episode, moving into uh, I'll own this. I've seen episode one and two to this point. Yeah, uh, I'm. It's weird. I'm rooting for the main thing, but I'm I'm so heavily invested in her storyline, like mm-hmm. massively. Because so, so, yeah, there's a real. There's a, out of all the the, the 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 new elements, she is. I'm sure to jump ahead to the end of the the the, the, the show show. But out of all the new elements I've seen so far, she by far is my favorite. Yeah, and this is the thing. Um, and I I, I have been very critical over the last couple of years of Star Wars, the Disney Corporation, for how they handle racism within the fandom. Uh, and I have to say, for the first time in a long time, Star Wars have done a good thing. With uh, they they made a they made a whole post by saying, if you're doing this, you're not a fan of Star Wars. We won't accept racism. And then Ewan McGregor made a video and basically said, if you if you're doing this. You're a loser. Imagine, imagine saying you love Star Wars and loving Obi-Wan Kenobi and he calls you a loser for being a racist. Jeez. That is it. That is just, just give up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think she's outstanding. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, and they, they approach a bar and they harass the barkeep to give some exposition about who the Inquisitors are and what they do, which is. Uh, they hunt Jedi and they don't, well, they don't really hunt oh, Jedi because Jedi hunt themselves. Yeah. And I have to say the music here is really good. I discovered. Um, oh, okay. So the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme is by John Williams, but the person who does the rest of the show, I uh, did the scoring for Loki. And I remember really liking the scoring for Loki. Mm, I'll pay more the, attention. I'm not really picking up on it so far. And uh, they, they hear that there's a Jedi that's in this area that they're hunting. And because the Jedi does good, he'll be around to help. And this is the Inquisitor's, uh, Grand Inquisitor's big, big uh, speech of, of the episode. And uh, Reva then gets bored of the speech and throws a knife at the barkeep. And the hiding Jedi uses the force to stop the barkeep from being stabbed. And uh, he gets caught and she, uh, he tries to make a break for it. But Reva goes to kill him with the lightsaber. And the Grand Inquisitor uses the force to stop her killing him, just singeing him with the side of the blade. And the Jedi just runs away. And Reva gets chastised for being reckless and because she wants to hunt bigger prey instead of uh, hunting for scraps. And the Grand Inquisitor tells her that she needs to stop being focused on Kenobi. And she reluctantly accepts and says to consider him forgotten. But we're not going to forget him for long because elsewhere in the desert, by the corpse of a crate dragon, uh, a meat carver works away on the flesh of it. And this is none other than Obi-Wan Kenobi, now just Ben. And I think, I think a lot of people have complained saying that this is not the big reveal you want. I think for where we see him, he's, of course, it's going to be sad and sort of a, oh, almost sure. bit, a bit of sweet. He's, uh, he's an exile. Entrance. He's an yeah. exile. This is punishment. Yeah, uh, there shouldn't be this great glorious version of this. He's not Obi Wan. He's Ben. Yeah, 
And Ben lives a boring life because he's just <laughs> watching from afar, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, I will say that he looked like more of an old man in Revenge of the Sith than he does here. His hair's way cooler here. Oh, it's it's proper Hollywood style. Oh, like, he's like he's it's so cool. <laughs> he's like I'm poor, but I'm living my best hair life. This is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, the day comes to a close and the workers clock out and they take their pay. But Ben stays behind for a moment to steal a little piece of meat. And it looks like worker- salmon. Yeah, I think because it's the meat of like this, the like a sand dragon, basically, okay. that like swims in the sand. And, um, you, you know, the, there's that massive. Um, Is this the thing from like Mando episode one or whatever it was? Yeah. When um, it's also in the, the A New Hope when like uh, when they're when C-3PO and R2 in the desert, and there's that massive skeleton. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So that's the, the creature. Right. Uh, also, I've realized it's the it's the uh, skeleton that they used in uh, one of our dinosaurs is missing, which came to like a year since the episode aired on Spy Hearts. Oh. Sorry, yeah. I had to bring it down no, to, to that film. Fine. It was a thing we did. Yeah, uh, but another worker is paid only half of what he's owed, and the boss just shoves him and says, well, who, who, I'll take the other half if you keep complaining, and Ben sort of stares him down for a second and just gives up because he's not the hero he used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, we would expect him to jump yeah. in here, and he doesn't. He lets us down. Yeah, and he's on the transport, and he just looks hopeless, and he arrives back at what, we, what I think is like Mos Espa, and uh, Ben finds his Iopi, uh, which is just a, it's like a space camel, essentially, which um, uh, Ewan can nearly adopted because uh, he bonded with, with the camel on set so much. Wait, what? Is this, so, um, is this a real thing? Yeah, so the the creature that uh, like it's CGI'd over, but the, oh, this okay. is a ca- it's a, it's a camel. Oh, it's like right. a spa- okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so he bonded with the actual camel that they used on set so much that he nearly adopted it. Um, and he feeds it the meat, and he travels back home, which is far in the desert, and it's a, it's a dingy little cave with a little R two unit as a security system. And uh, Ben just does his day to day and has instant soup as a Jawa enters to offer him what he's asked for, and the Jawa just says he smells like shit. Yeah, Georgia would Georgia would like this episode. Lots of yeah. Jawa presence in this. There's a lot of Jawas in this. I yeah. love it. Uh, but this is Tika the Jawa, and Tika gives Ben uh, a toy, which is the same toy that Luke plays with in Episode Four when he's washing the droids. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Um, so, I, so I basically, Owen's arc in this series is letting Luke get a toy, I think. Right. Um, and Tika also offers Ben the processor to his moisture evaporator that he stole off Ben. And he even says, yeah. at least clean them first before you give them back. And I, I love Tika. I love and, yeah, I like the yeah. idea that we're, we're, we've got like an individual um, Jawa who's getting yeah. like extra sort of character development kind of sort of I, I yeah yeah I'm yeah. um, um, I can see why Georgia likes the Jawas so much yeah uh, and Tika asks Ben if he wants any parts that were stripped from a Jedi ship that they found in the wastes and uh, he dismisses him saying that the Jedi are all but extinct and Tika says uh, once more that Ben smells and then he leaves and later that night we see that Ben's still struggling to sleep and he's reliving the events of Mustafar the day the Jedi all died he sees Qui-Gon die again and then he wakes up scared and asks for his master to come back. And he's just saying, Master Qui-Gon, master. And this is 10 years after Yoda tells him in Revenge of the Sith that uh, Qui-Gon spoke to him. Surely this has to be building. Oh, to, definitely. We can't get out of this series without a, a cameo from Aslan himself. 
Yeah, quite gungeon. I think I think this will definitely happen. One because it was also revealed that um, there was a, there was a, a Star Wars convention uh, in uh, California this last week, uh, Thursday to Sunday, and they reveal all their new shows and all that. And one of the shows they announced was this sort of prequel esque sh- uh, series of shorts about Count Dooku when he was uh, a Jedi Master and he trained Qui Gon, and voicing Qui Gon Jinn is Liam Neeson, who's come back for Star Wars. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's now sort of using the, uh, that sort of way to tease his return, because he's always loved doing that character. Uh, not enough to, to come back rather than play Raja Ghoul in Batman Begins. <laughs> Just a thought. That was the original plan, was he was supposed to make an appearance, I believe, in Revenge of the Sith, but um, chose instead to do Raja Ghoul. I'm okay with it being like a, a hidden thing. To be fair, he's also he came back for Clone Wars. He voiced Qui Gon in Clone Wars. So oh, there's definitely, it. yeah. The, uh, there's like an episode where he he speaks to Yoda, uh, and that line gets like a three episode um, story, and okay. it's pretty cool. Anyway, the next morning, Ben goes to, uh, back to town for his daily grind, but not before stopping off at the Lars homestead to watch over little Luke Skywalker, who runs away from Uncle Owen and hides on top of the house to pretend he's a pod racer, just like his father. Now, yeah. this is pod racing. Uncle Owen's an idiot. Um, <laughs> like, where's the one place Luke might be hiding? I don't know. You're way out in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's, there's nowhere he could run. If he ran away from home half an hour later, he'd still be visible on the horizon line. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my word. Yeah. Uh, and seeing him pod racing destroys Ben because it reminds of Anakin. And later in the evening, Ben sneaks uh, into the homestead to deliver Luke's star hopper toy in secret. And as he leaves, the young Jedi from uh, the beginning of the episode finds him and begs Ben for help. And Ben just says that uh, he's looking for someone else. He, his name's Ben, not Obi-Wan. And eventually he gets off his IOP and he tells the Jedi just to leave. But the Jedi says he has nowhere to go. And Ben says, well, you want my help? Take the saber into the desert and just bury it and stay hidden. And the Jedi asks, what about the fight? And Ben just says, well, the fight's done. We lost. And um, he then get, gets asked, what happened to you, Ben? He was, he was just this great Jedi. And all Obi-Wan Ben can say is just the time of the Jedi is over and leaves him stranded. Yep. And it's fair, it's very bitter because this is the this is the Obi Wan that we've seen be so so proud of the Jedi and it's it's a great it's a great introduction I think to to the character arc that we're clearly going to see. This Jedi also sucks. This <laughs> Jedi is like ra- like random American guy four. Like the Jedi speak with some sort of majesty. There's a feeling yeah. of weight and purpose in their words, and he's like, "I need your help." I'm like, "Oh, just just why can't you be?" Ugh. You're not gonna find all of us. There are some good like Jedi Padawans around this time, um, which is Cal Kestis, who's in like the video game, and he's voiced by Cameron Monaghan, who's great. But this guy, yeah, this guy's generic Jedi number four. You know what yeah. I mean? Like George Lucas. Reason for this, I'm going to say this: George Lucas would have written this better. I'm sorry, he would have. Deal with it, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, the, hashtag the, the, bring back George. I think there's a there's a reason that he's so one note because obviously we're never seeing him again but still um eh. anyway uh we cut to the planet alderaan and we see a young girl being dressed and the shots are very different they're all symmetrical and beautiful and the music's swelling and this is so different to ben's life and 
Bria Organa enters and gets ready to take this young girl uh, somewhere, but discovers that this isn't the girl she's looking for. This is a, a very big-headed grey scar girl. Uh, it's her handmaiden, and Bria says that uh, whoever she's looking for is either in the cellar, the kitchen, or the woods. And then we see... <laughs> what are the odds it would be the third thing listed on the rule of three? <laughs> we see a young girl running with a droid into the woods, and she climbs a tree and begins... Uh, from this point, did you did you realize who it was from oh, this point? I mean, you're not hanging out with Georgia today. Of course I knew who this sure. was. I, sure. I The fake out worked on me. I was expecting the reveal of Princess Leia <laughs> with the robes. And I was like, oh, where could she be? I was like, oh, who's this other strange girl running through? Yeah. Uh, no. Nah, uh, no, I got it. I got it. I, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting to spend time on Alderaan, if I'm being honest. Mm. And uh, Leia cl- climbs a tree and begins to spot all the different ships leaving the port. And then uh, Bria, her adopted mum, calls her and tells her to come down from the tree and no Lola the droid for her today and shuts her down and gives her to Bria. And uh, Leia doesn't want to go to this massive ceremony that they're talking about because all she does is wave and no one would miss her. And she hugs her mum to steal back her droid. And I, I, I got to say, I really like this young Leia. I think she encapsulates sort of the, the, the sassiness uh, that Carrie Fisher's Leia does. Yep. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no, indeed. Oh, oh no, ooh. indeed. Uh, and they go back inside as someone watches from afar. I, when I first saw the shadow, I thought it was Tamora Morrison. I thought it was Boba Fett. I was not expecting it to be who it turned out to be. Back on Tatooine, however, Ben does the routine again, clock out, steal meat. But this time, something's different because Owen throws Luke's toy at Ben's feet and tells him to leave them alone. And he says, well, it's just a toy. But Owen says, well, no, it's more than that. And Ben says that Luke needs to uh, see more to life than just the farm. And he wants to know if uh, Luke's okay. And Owen just dismisses him saying he doesn't, Ben doesn't care about uh, Luke. He just cares if he's showing the Jedi powers. And he says, you know, Anakin's dead. I won't let you make the same mistake again. Is this the same actor playing Owen who played him previously? Yeah, this is the... This, this guy's uh, aged, because he looks just like him. I'm like, this guy's aged yeah. incredibly well. Because he was Owen in uh, Attack of the Clones and like the final scene of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's what and, I'm saying. Like, like he, he's yeah. aged incredibly well. He he really does look like a middle-aged version of yeah. the, the Owen we see in uh, A New Heart. It's really, really well done. Uh, but before any more bickering can happen, I think uh, the third brother was the sixth brother screams at the civilians to move and Ben hides away as Reaver and the sixth brother demand to know where the Jedi is. And Reaver is hot headed and threatens to cut off hands. And uh, a woman says that the Empire have no rights in the outer rim. So she loses a hand. And then Reaver questions Owen and threatens to kill him unless someone speaks out and says where the Jedi is. And she even asks if uh, Owen's harboring a Jedi. And he says, well, he has no love for the Jedi. They're vermin. And he he kills vermin on his farm. And Reaver almost copies what the Grand Inquisitor did earlier, but still a bit too reckless, going on these long uh, speeches about saving this one person and doing all that sort of copying, but it's still, still not correct. And then the Sixth Brother stops her by taking over the situation and showing the hollow of the Jedi they're looking for and demands Reaver steps down and again, she begrudgingly accepts. This is a thing they come back to really often. 
Mm. It's the only move they've got for when what is it? Riva at Riva. Yeah. When Riva is, is about to do something. Oh, let's have the grand inquisitor come in. Or let's all let's have another Inquisitor come in. It's their one move. Hey, yeah. things are about to get out of control. Well, better have better have you know a a interruption ex machina here because that's what we need. There's no storyline way to get out of it. Just have someone interrupt. All right. And um, out of the way of everyone, the sixth brother tells Reva that she's too impulsive, and she says that this place is beneath them, and she still wants Kenobi, but the sixth brother says that she won't find him. And she says, well, no, because you've been looking in the wrong places because she wants what she's owed by capturing Kenobi, which makes me then think that she was the little paddle when we see at the beginning. And how does how do the numbers work up? Uh, she'd probably be about 10 ish when she's a Padawan. And oh, this, this, is like, this woman's older than 20, surely. Well, apparently she's playing younger. Well, they always play younger. OK. Uh, but no, I assume that she was the Padawan that we see. Well, and we, 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 we are told. Um, in a, oh, I guess I'll save that. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll 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 table that for now. Yeah, but I because I, the 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 theory that people have basically is that because Kenobi has the uh, sends a message to all the Jedi of don't come to the temple. So everyone's thinking, oh, maybe because of that message, she got left behind, and she hates Kenobi because of that message, which would be a very interesting dynamic of while well, saving everyone else, he dooms other people. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the sixth brother then warns Reva that she's going too far. And then we go to Ben thanking Owen for not telling on him. But Owen says he didn't do it for Ben. And then back on Alderaan, uh, Leia, uh, Leia, Brea, and uh, Bale, that's a lot of ahs, uh, get ready to greet their guests as Bale Organa, played by Jimmy Smits again. It's so good to see Jimmy Smits in a Star Wars. Yeah, um, it warmed my heart to see Jimmy back. I was yeah. terrified when I when we started with the mother that they were going to keep Jimmy off the screen, and it was mainly going to be that. And I'm, it, it's no disrespect to the actress, who, but Jimmy Smits, I've been watching on TV yeah. now for for over thirty years. I mean, he was mm-hmm. on NYPD Blue with Dennis Franz, which at the time was the number one show on television. So I've been wow. following Jimmy Smits a long time, and it's good to see him. Uh, it's good to see him back on the big screen playing yeah. um, whatever his name is, leader of Alderaan. Yeah, it's it's really weird because obviously I saw, he was in Rogue One for a little bit and he was young, he looked younger then, which it, it, that, that was what, like six years ago. So yeah. I'm not really I'm not really complaining like that stuff that happens. Um, and uh, Bale and Leia discuss the ships that she saw. And I really like their dynamic because you can tell that he really cares for her after everything. And I think that uh, dynamic works a lot better than when Leia and her mom talk. But it's it's Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith's like if he if well, he's acting at seven percent, he brings everyone up by yeah, hundred. But it's also the idea that mom's the serious one and dad's the yeah. one who's like, "What'd you see?" Oh, yeah. that's what that's what I said. <laughs> All right. So he's a big. He speaks the kid language where she's yeah. got to be the. Oh, you guys. Yeah, like the the in universe thing is she's the queen of Alderaan and he's just like her husband who yeah. happens to be a senator yeah uh yeah and uh they greet the family we learn that the cousin is a prick uh yeah 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 and uh they have drinks and the droids are serving everyone and uh we see the r2 and c3po are serving people and i like that they don't put them front and center like every other star yeah, wars yeah, thing fair enough. 
Uh, and uh, Bale discusses how slaves are still in trouble, to which he just gets shot down by all the other people around him. He's like, let's, let's save that, that for the for the Senate. We're not going to talk about that. And uh, Leia thanks her droids, and her cousin says, you know, droids don't deserve rights. You don't need to serve. Uh, you don't need to thank your droids. And then Leia talks back to him and is well, told. She, she yeah. says, yeah, they're, 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 he says they're lower life forms. Yeah. And she right. responds, well, then I shouldn't thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've seen a lot of people, compl- I can see where the, the issues with this scene can arise because like, no 10-year-old would talk like that. No. But at the same point, like, eh. Uh, and then they talk back and uh, the, the cousin says that, oh, I know that you're adopted and you're not a real Organa. So then she's like, you're scared of your dad. You think if you're like him, then everyone will be scared of him like you are. I've not seen much, but I can see that. <sighs> All right. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's a difficult line. I, I guess this establishes that she knows she's adopted because this would have been a hell of a way to find out. Yeah, I think it does. And um, because obviously there's like lines later on and all that. Um, I'm fine with that because Luke knows that what well, is his aunt and uncle. I'm I'm OK with that um, Yeah, because they, they, they are his aunt and uncle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's also because there's that line where it's like, I think, I guess I always knew deep down. I pictured my mother what because she even says that like she never really saw her mother. So I guess uh, eh, that'll do. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that she knows at a certain point yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. at this age, I mean, this is a pretty young age to still know. I mean, so mm. yeah. But such as, such as. Yeah. And then she gets told off for insulting her cousin and is told to rise above it and she refuses to apologize. And she's told to apologize. I'm like, what yeah. is this? Jimmy Smith's <laughs> bad parenting. The minute, the, 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 the minute that guy says you're not a real organa, she doesn't need to apologize for anything. How yeah. does this make sense? And then Bale goes uh, and gives her the dad talk and says, you know, Alderaan is her future and you'll be a good senator. And she and she says, well, not even a real Organa. He's like, never say that. You're our child and you're an Organa in every way. And the planet will look to you. And won't you love it when your cousin sees that you're the one ruling Alderaan? But for now, we'll just... And then he's like, air quotes, apologize. I, it's like, I get it. It's no, nice. No, grow a set. Grow a set, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> You're a lot braver in Dexter. Come on. <laughs> I forgot he was in yeah, Dexter. Season three. Dexter makes yeah. a friend. <laughs> and uh, Leia now by herself just runs off to the forest again with Lola. And Bale then tells uh, Bria that he already knows that she's gone to the, to the forest. So they get a search party ready. And then Flea turns up. I don't remember Flea. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, wait. Oh, really? Yeah, this. that's Flea. The, oh, okay. the kidnapper's Flea. Shut up, was it really? Yeah. Okay. I thought I knew him from something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Flea turns up and kidnaps Leia. And after a chase, he uh, succeeds and takes her away. And then we go back to Ben and he gets You're a call You're very from kind to call this a chase. Yeah, a woman Basically, gets she hit likes, by a tree. She slightly dodges in one direction. They're like, whoa. And she like runs away. Oh, <laughs> this sucked. <laughs> it was it was a goofy one. It was a goofy I won't one. lie. Um, and then Ben gets a call from Bale, begging for Ben's help to rescue Leia, and uh, no one else can save her. He says, and only he can because Ben truly knows how important uh, Leia is. And he, uh, Ben says that he can't leave, and just says, 
to find somewhere else. It's been 10 years. He's not the same person he once was. It just hangs up on them. And the next day passes for Ben and, you know, the same routine, steal meat, clock out, feed the opie. But in town, the Jedi that was asking for Ben's help has just been strung up and killed as a message to people disobeying the Empire and basically remaining Jedi. Basically kind of what they do with pirates, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, this is the warning of don't ever cross the Empire. And uh, Ben then arrives back at his cave and his RT unit says someone's inside and Ben approaches before discovering that it's Bail. And he once again just begs Ben's help to find Leia and says that she's been taken to a planet called uh, Dayu. And Bail says that he needs to move on from the past because, yeah, he couldn't save Anakin, but he can save Leia. And Ben still sort of uh, doubts himself and says, well, what if I, what if I can't? And Bale just says, there's no one he trusts more with his daughter than Obi-Wan. Yeah. I missed this when we talked about the, um, you know, the, the zoom call between the two of them. Yeah. But you know, the idea of it, she's just important as he is. And it's like, yeah, we had to dismantle some of the patriarchal setup of the, uh, of the previous kind of consequence, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, why is Luke so important? Uh, you know, Leia is just as important as Luke is. And yeah. in reality, I think as a Star Wars fan, I'm going, is, is she? Is, is she really? She's not. I will, I will say, I think she's, but again, that's more like my expanded stuff. Ooh, I, I, I love Leia. You can love Leia all you want. This, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing is about Luke Skywalker. Full stop. Yeah. There, is another, there is another, was always a, there, there um, is another. Yeah. What you don't hear is I'm going, not as good though. I was going to say there is another is definitely a, uh, a that was not from the 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 original idea from the start. No, it was Luke was going to have it was going to have a completely different system before it was Leia. It was also at one point rumored to be Billy D. Williams. So there we go. Lando was going to be the other at one point. I really wish he was. That would have been that incredible. Was, yeah, <laughs> was so, oh, I love Lando. Oh. I'm really sad. He would have had more fun with a lightsaber than any other character, like even more than Samuel Jackson. Lando yeah. would have had the most fun. I'm really they they were originally they want to have a Lando Disney Plus series uh, that I think would have been like narrated by Billy D. Williams, but then you'd have uh, Donald Glover playing uh, young Lando that he uh, okay. did in solo. That would have been good. I don't know if they put it on the back burner or not, because I've heard nothing about it, but it was such a great idea. Anyway. Uh, Bale says, you know, this will be one last fight for her, which I assume is is in reference to Padme. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, then on Flea's ship, I don't actually know what his character's name is. I'm Flea's just calling fine. him Flea. Yeah. I think in universe he's Flea as well. Um, Leia tries to get Lola to free her from her restraints, but gets caught and Lola gets destroyed and Flea well, then makes a da- call to Reva. Damaged. Yeah, damage. And don't take it with you. Just leave it there so it can be repaired yeah. later in the series. Yeah. Uh, Flea makes a call to Reva, who orchestrated the whole plan to find Kenobi because he fought with Bale in the Clone Wars. And like the Grand Inquisitor said, as she repeats, the Jedi will hunt himself. Like, I don't know why, why no one's thinking of this besides me and the bad guys. Clearly, this is a setup. Yeah. And uh, Ben rides his AOP into the desert, uh, the middle of the desert, where he begins to dig and find where he buried his box with lightsabers in it, which was his and Anakin's. And uh, back to Mos Espa Port, Ben finally accepts what he needs to do, and he begins his journey to Dayu. And he gets like, well, you're coming or not? And he gives his ticket uh, to the inspection officer, and he shows his lightsaber to the camera. 
uh, it just in in clear day, and uh, that's how we end the episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was part part one, as it was part was one. titled. Yeah, part yeah. one, part one. How many parts are we gonna have? Uh, six. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm taking that with a grain of salt uh, for the sole reason that that um so our celebration, Yuma McGregor came out. So I just want to thank everyone for enjoying episode one and two that's come out so far, and I hope you enjoy three, four, and five, and six, and seven, eight, nine, and ten. Whoa! See, I thought, so I don't, see, I thought yeah. it was a ten episode series. Yeah. See, this is this is the I I there are there are the two theories here. We're getting like four episodes we didn't know about or we're just getting like a second series because he's not been against it and i think there could there's there's a lot of time between this and a new hope i'd uh-huh. love to see more ben stuff yeah i mean i, love, I, I, I love I, me some ben i guess it does offer you the opportunity for multiple i mean as long as they don't play it too quickly you can you can, you can do multiple seasons yeah yeah uh, so what did we think? Because this is basically like a pilot. Like this is this is your beginning. Oh, it's world building, and yeah. uh, it's it, it's a, it's a recalibration, and going here's the way it's going to be ten you know ten years down the line. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was a slow enough burn that it felt somewhat organic. Um, yeah, I appreciated. I appreciate there was no mentions of uh, he who should not be named. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. Because uh, it let me deal with the characters you were introducing uh, as it set forth. Um, it's just it's just world building, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I because th- it's establishing a lot, basically, like the the turmoil the unit the galaxy's in right now, where where uh, Obi Wan's currently is. Uh, the Inquisitors, for those who don't know, uh, I, I like. I also I like that the the sort of exhibition of the Inquisitors isn't is basically like sort of a couple lines and not having to explain fully because there'll be a lot uh, there'll be a, couple, a decent amount of people who really who do know who they are and I like it's it feels uh, it makes sense for the world how it's explained. Sure, uh, but I uh, I'm gonna I'll just I'll jump to like. Uh, uh, what we liked about this like favorite moment or element and then we can sort of divulge that um favorite moment or element ah uh, for me i suppose it's um it's begrudging ben um i kind of like the idea that he'd kind of lost his faith a little bit if you want to put it that way Mm. um i also appreciated the way that it was shot to show kind of the mundane nature of his daily existence you know the cut of the salmon dragon sand whatever it was and then he always sits in the same spot on the speeder and just by repeating these shots we got the idea that every day feels the same he is in exile uh he's putting punishing himself with this routine just so he can uh keep an eye on luke so i think it was just the right amount of mix of classic star wars touches so i felt familiar and new elements so i felt it wasn't just a retread i'm looking at you force awakens so there we go uh i do i do like that i like the i'm gonna kind of piggyback off that it's the scene with um the jedi is as awfully acted as that guy is i like how he's just he is a defeated man when he's like the fight's over we've lost just go yeah. into the middle of the desert bury it and, and just go i re i really do like that jimmy, uh, jimmy it, the jedi 
Give me the Jedi. No, I I, I think that uh, Ewan McGregor's performance is, is stellar through this. Like he he yeah. get he get he gets Obi Wan like this to a T, and I really appreciate. I will say like the the um the Reaver stuff I like because it's definitely sowing the seeds, especially the fact that you can you can see she's starting to copy the the anachronisms of, of the Grand Inquisitor throughout to try and like rise above her station. I like because it's it's sowing the seeds of what is a clear character arc. And I I like that because it, it sets a couple a couple mysteries but elements I want to see continue. Uh little grumbles, I guess. I think I know where yours might be going. Uh, let's leave mine for episode two. Oh yeah. Okay. Um see Luke's precious cargo, isn't he? And they're really going to keep him at arm's distance because you have to, I suppose. But as the audience, I want to know more about Luke. (laughs) And um, instead, I'm getting more about it, which is fine. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Um, it's, there's no real negatives. We're just setting up a universe and that takes time. And mm. sometimes I get a little bit impatient, especially for the end of episode six, I'm going on as is my usual want, how <laughs> pacing was off and we didn't have time for this. Um, I'm hoping we do have time for this. Uh, it was a good, it was a good episode for the Organas. It was a good episode, uh, as far as like how much screen time they got for yep. Leia. Um, you know, is it enough to make me care about Leia? Mm. Um, it was good for Obi-Wan. It was a good Obi-Wan episode. Not so great for Jimmy the Jedi. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess if I had a grumble, it's just these things take a while getting started. So I'm not too high and I'm not too low. It's just kind yeah. of a, all right, you're setting the table. I'm getting ready for when the pieces start moving. Mm, I, w- I have more I have more faith in the Disney, uh, in the Disney Plus Star Wars shows than I do the MCU ones. Because out of all the ones that have come out so far, it's uh, Mando season one and two, Book of Boba Fett and Bad Batch. Uh, they've all been pretty stellar when it comes to uh, pacing and quality. I can only speak to Mando one and two, but you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, they've shown they are able to sort of pace yeah. it. Yeah. You're not wrong. Even my issues with Book of Boba Fett from more just a man, like showing the Mandalorian perspective, the finale still felt like the final episode still felt like it came together. Uh, and I, I have more faith. Plus, Deborah Chow's great. Deborah Chow did some of my favorite episodes of Mando, so I'm, I'm definitely hopeful here. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, this is the director, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I did look at that. Did she direct episode two or just episode one? Uh oh, I think she did all of them. I might. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's basically oversaw this entire thing. So I have. Oh, did she? Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's like what like John Favreau was to Mandalorian. Like this is her kind of microcosm of star wars so i i really did like her her stuff um so i get i didn't even say my grumble um i think it's i don't know i don't really have one per se i think it's more the inquisitor stuff still needs time to to breathe i think um but again this is me going i know what the inquisitors are i think for uh new audiences I don't know. I think a bit more time with the Grand Inquisitor to understand. But again, your first episode, you're going to get all that kind of stuff as it progresses. So I guess it's sort of just our rating for the for the first part. Mm. Seven and a half with an excitement level. Uh, to be honest with you, it's seven for next episode. I'm mm. I'm. 
uh, which is fine. You know, I'm going to watch the next one. I'm not pessimistic on it, but I'm not ridiculously. Okay, great. We're going to go save save Leia. Uh, I need some more moving pieces, and we're not there yet. Mm. So and that's not criticism. They just can't be. They can't all be tens. Not at the start. Mm. So all right, here we go. Uh, mine's mine's eight because I like this idea. I like that they spent a lot of time to establish Obi Wan and his mental state and his emotional state. I will say though, um, this is much like Hawkeye in the sense of you release two episodes, and because of that, everyone's viewing those two episodes as essentially one episode. Yeah, so, but I felt this yeah. did a really good job of splitting those up, though. So yeah. I think it's better compared to Hawkeye because by when I got to this, I was like, I needed that second episode to want to continue Hawkeye with this. I'm going, no, I, I want to see what it's like. You've ended your first episode as the adventure properly begins. And it's basically like, it's almost a prologue uh, to sort of what you get to see. And I, I do appreciate that. Uh, so from there, it's basically next episode that we'll be doing. So thank you so much for listening to this. I don't know when exactly this will come out, but probably... Want to say like Saturday? I'll put it out whenever you get it to me, buddy. Um, oh, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll sort of fire this thing off promptly. Now, of course, the people who are listening to this, they'll just know what day it hits. So yeah. <laughs> whatever day it hits, whatever day it hits. Yeah. I mean, if we got to do a little bit of catch up, I got no problem sort of launching things. Bam, bam, yeah. bam. But it's really on on you and your role as the editor yeah. for this. We'll, we'll, we will be playing a bit of catch up because uh, the lovely folks at Disney did release uh, episode one and two together on the same day on Friday. And they went, hey, Wednesday, it's a Wednesday release from now on. So we got episode three as well that we need to catch up on because yeah we, i was at comic con and there was loads of there was so much stuff going on so now it's it's catch up time six episodes we're basically like we're already halfway through the series by the time this comes out so that's yep. that's a lot so thank you so much for listening to this episode this week we did our episode of uh, best from ever on the gentleman with bff the bfe hermes hermes oslander gentleman at all times yeah. um always we say about all our BFFs of the BFE, and I, I can't, I can't distinguish one above, above the rest. Mm. But I will say that it's always uh, a thoughtful conversation when yeah. Hermes joins us. Mm. Uh, we also had a see it or skip it on Top Gun Maverick after Ian was able to see the final like, half an hour, I think. Of, <laughs> yeah, of listen, that film. very funny story actually. If you go ahead yeah. and listen to Top Gun Maverick, um, so you want to see it first because the funny story is after the break, but uh, mm. definitely worth your time to listen to uh, <laughs> what, what what happened on during my screening of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> also, see it or skip it on Kids in the Hall, the re yeah. the relaunch. Sure, why not the relaunch twenty twenty two curious to go i guess if you're my generation around there did you were you familiar with kids in the hall if not uh, give it a watch anyway see what you think we're really curious to hear your thoughts because there was a lot of conversation about that one mm. uh and i did we got B, uh, bff the bfe is via patreon so we also have a patreon if you want to contribute to our best film ever rankings to maybe join in you could be our fifth chair in zoom person and maybe even give us a film to recommend to watch as well if it meets our criteria then you can go to patreon.com forward slash bfe we kept it simple for you yeah if you want to help support the show keep the lights on if you go hey appreciate what you guys are bringing to my ears one of the people who live in the microphone uh by all means uh if you want to help support the show uh that's uh patreon.com slash bfe as ethan said we kept it simple for you so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Show Me One Kenobi. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. 
And with all of this listening, I've got to say, just take this podcast, go to the middle of the desert and just bury it. The time for podcast is over. We lost. I got a bad feeling about this. 